0: Hello and welcome to Castival. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host, and I'm here to guide you around their music festival. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian, quite an extraordinary one. Please welcome Mr. Russell Hicks, hello.
1: Hello, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, mate. How is things going for you today? Well, uh, it's going good,
1: Matt. Today's only lasted for about a half an hour. <laughs> so far, I think it could be
0: one of the best I've had yet. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that as well. Like, uh, you've, you've started your day the best way possible, straight into a podcast recording talking about music festivals. What more do you want out of a day?
1: It's... Straight into it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Wallace and Gromit cartoon. I yes! I just rolled out of bed,
0: <laughs> girlfriend threw me the microphone. <laughs> Well, welcome to Castful, mate. And uh, the opening question I always like to start with is: If someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond to that question? Um, you know, if someone came
1: up and and asked me something like that, Matt, you know, I might say I, I'd be a little suspicious first of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, what who what's up with that? What's this? What's this guy's motive? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, he just Guy comes up, asks you something like that. He's got something else, some other objective. Um, but after uh after I he passed that <laughs> series of interrogation techniques for me yeah. and I realized he's <laughs> legit. Yeah, I would say that when I was younger, I was way more like strict about what I listened to. I was yeah. like into punk rock mm-hmm. and I was like, that's it punk or nothing yes absolutely which was not a phrase in the punk community that i could get to catch on yeah punk or nothing
0: tried to sell that to hot topic Uh, well i think the issue if you're trying to sell stuff to as a punk motive that might be what would be blockading you you know what i mean you have to be yeah it's quite annoying you can't really make money off the punk community that's what i've been trying to do for all these years you know what i mean
1: i know the amount the amount of things i've gotten into as a it, it, you know it, that th- there is no money in yeah. and i think yeah i'm gonna make a living because I, I was know, yeah, yeah. i did try i was in a punk band for a long time when i was younger and i yeah. thought this is what i'm gonna do and i look back on it and i'm like the most successful punk rock musician right now is homeless
0: yeah <laughs> what are you doing yeah um so which what band were you in can you tell us a little bit more about that because that's
1: oh no because then people google it <laughs> Well, I don't care. Um, yeah. I was in a punk band. I was in two punk bands when yes. I was younger. I was in one called the Rich White Males. Yes. And then I was in another one. Well, I was in this one called the Bugs for a while. That one was probably uh nobody knew who either of them were.
0: <laughs> Which is a good. Uh, punk so it band. doesn't
1: matter. Yeah, you you could look. At what you know? What the idea that I even assumed it could be found through a Google search? I'm safe. Yeah. I'm safe. Uh, well, but I was in. I was just like all into punk rock, and that was it. But then as i sort of like transitioned out of that i you're free to listen to anything so then i then i just became obsessed with listening to anything all all different types of music anything i could get my hands on really
0: and i always find that really interesting because there is a maturity there because when you as you say when you are younger you you're very set out and different the things you listen to but you do branch out and uh, i love i love seeing that transition as well so what did you play in your band were you singer guitarist bassist drummer what what kind of um, what instruments do you play
1: i i played guitar and then i sang mm-hmm. i was always like a couple of times i had to play bass <laughs> but yeah you know yeah
0: yeah it happens to the best of us it
1: happens to the best, it of, us. To the best of us which was a which is a red flag right <laughs> off of i shouldn't have I shouldn't have kept going in that band You got this guitar player who doesn't want to play bass. All right, fine. I play bass. Yeah
0: Well, to be fair, that's how Black Sabbath started. Uh, Geezer Butler who's the bassist was like I'm a guitarist, but you know, I'll play bass and uh, it turned out all right for them.
1: Oh, all right Well, <laughs> the exception proves the rule, I guess. For sure. But it was yeah, playing ba- and the thing about being in a band Which is so much better as a comedian is like when you're in a band You have to and I think what made comedy so attractive to me when I because that was the next thing I did mm-hmm was there everyone's gone you don't have to have a little committee meeting about the most minor thing mm, yes you don't have to check with anyone you're on your own you can quit and keep going
0: at your own pace it's great honestly that's the reason why i wanted to do comedy in the first place because i came from a uh, drama background and i really wanted to be an actor for a while and i was also in the band as well which uh, didn't take off. Um, But it was a teenage band, so it's one of these things which are a good concept, but not, uh, yeah, uh, we couldn't really play. But um, I wanted to do, I really wanted to be an actor just to be on stage, but then I, I just didn't like hanging out i i couldn't rely on other people to do the same amount of work if you know what i mean because i'm i'm a bit I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd yeah you know i mean I'm, I'm a very punk but i'm also a bit of a nerd You yeah know i mean so like i had to very much yeah. Uh, yeah you said that with a lot of conviction there like yeah yeah because actually i just realized
1: you just put it yeah you just yeah. put the whole thing into a perfect phrase which is i've never been able to put my finger on it that's the truth mm-hmm. i was in my early 20s i was like you said i was a punk rocker but i was really ambitious yeah yeah. and actually yeah you couldn't get them mm-hmm. to put the same amount of work in like and actually it was unfair on them because you'd basically get this group of people together mm. and you'd be like all right guys come on we're all going to go chase my dream yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah hey yeah and then and then it was like yeah you'd realize like they just maybe didn't want to they didn't care as much yeah. or something and it, it was really like imagine you know how hard it is being a comic and you do these terrible gigs <laughs> yeah. and you Imagine if you always had, like, two guys with you who didn't really want to be comedians. Right, yes, yeah. How, how crazy, and you're like, we're going to Leeds for 40 quid. Yeah. And then when you get to Leeds, they're like,
0: I don't like that joke. Let's do another one. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. And also, it's not really much of a venue. It's more of a salad bar, and you know, and like there's uh, people still eating, yeah. and uh, and it's like it. Comedy can be very dispiriting, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, but also, yeah, it it takes a lot of that. You need a lot of that passion early doors to get through a lot of the the shit uh, to kind of get through there. Yeah. We're gonna be talking a lot about uh, festivals, uh, but. Uh, Firstly, did you you ever perform at any festivals as a as a a musical act or did you only perform as a comedian? Uh, What are some of your favorite festivals that you've been to? No, my bands
1: were never invited (laughs) Anywhere actually Matt, we were never put on any Any kind of festival that that is a gig far more prestigious (laughs) Than than we were ever invited to play as a comedian I have gone to uh, been invited and played a few festivals and that is for me the best way to experience a festival Mm -hmm. because what I think is interesting about this podcast why I was is I I hate music festivals I hate them (laughs) okay yeah tell us more about that I don't hate the music Mm -hmm. but this this idea of people cramming themselves into an uncomfortable muddy mm-hmm. toiletless situation mm-hmm. uh is like it's horrendous <laughs> to me but as a comedian <laughs> it's great because when you get invited to the festival you usually get to like hang out in a cool area backstage mm-hmm. you come in you do your thing you hang around the festival for like an hour or two three hours, and then you're out yeah some comedians like hey they they've offered uh we can sleep. We can sleep in a tent for the weekend. I'm gonna stay, and like that is just. <laughs> Medians will stay like two days after,
0: mm-hmm.
1: after they've done their show. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's not for me.
0: It's quite interesting because uh, we do have a fair few guests who come on who don't like the camping and don't like the mud, but they do love music. So it's kind of a, it's a. It's an odd thing. It's like they really want to see the bands as much as possible. But also, and these bands usually only come for festivals and are quite hard to, they don't really do tours that much. Uh, but also you do have to do with that situation. To be fair, I like, I like the kind of the camping and the, and the kind of the grottier aspects of it. Because I feel like a bit like a, I feel like Bear Grylls, but like a very Diet Coke version of him, if you know what I mean. Whatever gets you through it, <laughs> <Yeah. man. laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We can definitely talk about that more during your festival as well And we'll get there in a second if you had to pitch your idea of a festival. What would it be? What kind of thing would you kind of go for?
1: Yes, it's called the elbow room festival.
0: Oh, wow. Is this, so is this your uh, uh, Is this what your actual festival is called or do you just want elbow room?
1: I mean if you want me to pitch a festival, yeah. this is what it's gonna be. It's going to be designed specifically around uh, comfort <laughs> yeah and and personal space
0: the respectful festival i liked
1: it the personal space festival where basic you know like uh we you know uh, my idea like if i had to pitch a festival yeah it would just be like listen this is for people who when they sit on a train or something they they like you know they they find a carriage that's just a little bit less a little more spaced out Mm -hmm. like i would you know every everybody who buys a ticket we build a toilet for that
0: person. <laughs> Sorry. Like, so, literally build a toilet for him. Yeah, <laughs> so we go, all right.
1: Yeah. Every ticket holder gets sp- us, uh, and they're like, they're great. These toilets are great, Matt. Like, you're going to have a hard time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going outside and seeing the festival because you're just going to be in the, you're going to be in the loo y- for the whole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of it.
0: Well, this is already, like, We'll we'll go and talk more about your festival in a second, but I love the strong open pitch of the, everyone everyone's gonna have a personalized toilet as well. And also on top of that, like you in your field or wherever you choose to do it, there's gonna be incredible plumbing like all the way through. It's that I you know what, Russell, yeah. I don't want, I don't say this lightly, but you are a visionary. You know, you you're, you're gonna bring a new wave of festivals in this podcast, you know. You're gonna I'm the
1: Buckminster Fuller of <laughs> of uh... The music festivals. That's right.
0: Just before we go into the final bit of like uh, talking about your music fest, what is some of your favorite albums? What are some albums or uh, you grew up around which you really idolize?
1: Oh, there's been a lot of albums that really hit me. Honestly, there's there's like albums that hit you when you were uh, I I mean I was I was a, a youth, really young, but about eleven or twelve or something in the late nineties, and it was like oh no, sorry, mid nineties. Green Day, mm-hmm. Green Day was huge.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And I still, I'm still a little mad at my mother because I, I went to a, a record store and there was an awesome poster of Green Day looking all punk, mm-hmm. and I said I want that, and my mom let the guy that worked at the music store convince me to buy a poster of Blues Traveler. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. I mean, things like, I mean, and I like, listen, I liked the Blues Traveler album. He he sold me, this guy sold me the poster and a Blues Traveler album. <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, uh, looking back, I'm like, who who was that guy? That's a bold tactic, you know what I mean? To be kind of like, yeah. hey, uh, here's a poster for a band you haven't listened to yet, but an, also yeah. an album. That's that's a bold, y- y- yeah. you're planning to be a fanboy. It was the 90s. Yeah. I think
1: bands just sent A&R reps yeah. to work as
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, hey what are you doing that for bud <laughs> I want this blues traveler and you were like so hold on do you have any uh, uh do you have any posters of rich white males because I, I think i think we're pretty good actually <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would, you, would you like to buy yourself
1: uh we've got some rich white males napkins Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it was a misguided marketing technique i thought it would <laughs> rich white males toilet paper yeah. people love that actually
0: yeah well i think it's time to go and set up camp at your festival Hello, welcome to season three of Castival. Great to have you back. If you like what we do, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a little kind review. Also, why don't you share our podcast? Tell a friend about it. Word of mouth really helps spread the world, so please help us do that. Why don't you tweet us at Castival Podcasts and drop me a follow at Matt Comedy. Why don't you watch me on Twitch at House Comedy? If you like sci-fi books, why don't you buy my book called Purify from www.MattHouseComedy.com Enjoy the rest of the episode. Cheers. Dang, dang, now where you gone? Dang, 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 where you gone? Dang, dang, where you gone? And where before the ten pegs? Dang, dang, now where you gone? Dang, 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 where you gone? Dang, dang, where you gone? And where before that? We kind of talked about it already, but is the name of your festival Elbow Room Festival? Or is there a different name for it? Because either way, it's a banging.
1: Yeah, it's called the Elbow Room Festival. That's nice, yeah. A festival for personal space. Y-
0: you've even got a slogan that's so slick. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's right underneath it, yeah.
0: Now, um, you don't have to disclose this information early up, but... Uh, do you reckon there will be confusion with the band Elbow and will they have a room there at the festival as well? So it's like this is the the Elbow Room, Elbow Room Festival.
1: I have no idea who yeah. they are and <laughs> if they have a problem they can talk to my lawyers.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Um okay. Elbow are a band run by Gar- Garvey. So, Russell, what about geographically do you want your festival to be? Well, I don't have a
1: problem with the standard Lake district area, far, you know, right out in the middle of the country. I do like that. I do like that. So way out in the woods, very rustic. So the standard setting, really. I like those ones that are out in the the middle of nowhere.
0: So just to clarify, you don't like music festivals, uh, but you don't mind them being like in the countryside, do you like, in terms of outdoor gigs, do you think that's okay?
1: Yes, well, Matt, what we're going to do at my festival is we're going to tear up the natural environment. <laughs> and we're putting down AstroTurf. <laughs> so it will be, it will be in, you will be surrounded by, you know, the, the trees and everything. But your ground will be pristine,
0: mudless. AstroTurf. Like, already the overheads for this festival are creating personalized plumbing for every festival mm-hmm. and tearing up grass for AstroTurf. The ticket yeah, we, the ticket price is going to be high for this.
1: We've got some big anonymous investors <laughs> that feel very strongly about personal space.
0: Yeah. I can tell you who hasn't invested and that's Greenpeace. Greenpeace have not, not sponsored this festival. <laughs>
1: no, they tried to shut us down. <laughs> Okay. We stuck it to those hippies. <laughs> All right, maybe the astroturf is somehow biodegradable. I don't know.
0: Okay,
1: it's new. It's new technology. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: It's astroturf that emits oxygen. It's it, in fact, it's healthier than grass. That's what it is. It... It's actually better than grass. Yeah. <laughs> After my festival, they like they meet in the climate change, uh, <laughs> and they're just like, hey, wait, so. This fucking this this guy needs to be in charge of the earth. So, so, and then and then and then the whole the whole thing takes off. Now there's more space in the movie theaters. Yes. You don't have to sit next to people with smashing your elbows. Yeah. Starbucks takes those little codes off their toilets. Yes. Oh, you got a lot of nerves, Starbucks. <laughs> so okay. You hate that when you walk yes, in there. Yeah. Oh, you, wh- what's the code? Let me let me let me tell you something, Starbucks. Okay. You build one of these every five feet around the world. The least you can do is let me come in and take a shit.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure about you, Russell, but I I know that every time that I've just finished a long drive before a gig and I, I, I really need a pee, uh, and so I go to like the nearest Costa or whatever, or I, I usually go to the venue, but like if not, I go to a Costa or it's and yeah, there's the code things like, come on, mate, I just need to have a pee first. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I, don't, I don't mind about the coffee, but just let me in first because I'm gagging.
1: but yeah. Yeah, it's like when you call your bank and I swear this country has more security protocols than anywhere in the world. I'm like, who are you protecting? Cause like, I can't get yeah, it. So. Yeah, protecting yourself. It's fine, I'll take the risk, like Starbucks. just.
0: So firstly, we have AstroTurf, which solves climate change, uh, which uh, is, it, you know, it solves global warming in a single festival. It's, you know, pretty strong message, but another strong message is from the even title of the festival, Elbow Room. So what's, you talked about the codes. Um, what is it precisely you don't like? like uh, bashing elbows against other people like is it? Uh, have you always not like that or is it uh, to do with festivals and gigs what tell us more about that yeah i uh i do have a
1: i I've, i just anytime people want to go like any anyone who goes somewhere because there's a lot of people there like if that's a selling point i'm already suspect mm-hmm. of that person yeah. so you know i just think It's, you know what it is? It's a fault of capitalism. All right. They like, (laughs) for example, when you're, you know, it's like when you're on a plane, when you're in the, when you're on the tube, Mm -hmm. anything, it's like, you know, you could smash more people in here or you could have a few less people and give us a little space. Like when you're sitting on the tube, like why, why could there not be a six inch? Why are we just elbows to elbows, right?
0: Well, to be fair, I uh, I live in the countryside. I I live in the in the northeast and. Uh uh, yeah, I, I I always get a bit claustrophobic, so I do know what you mean. Like in terms of like, I don't think I could live in a city again because I feel like uh, I've got too much. Like uh, I, I like a little bit of space, I like my own space as well. Uh, um, yeah, it's different at festival, but also, all, but I've also been to festivals where your tent's been tacked in, you have to kind of go into this like divot and like uh, you have to like s- like sleep in really uncomfortable positions just because there's no space. So you're proposing a little bit more luxury, a little bit more distancing, and yeah, uh, just a bit more. Yeah, a bit more chilled.
1: Yeah, just a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, you know, nice. You go somewhere, you want a nice, you want a nice environment to relax. Like, even like comedy clubs. Like sometimes I'm struck with the fact when I'm in a comedy club, I just look out in the audience and I think, you know, I would not come to the show mm-hmm. in any other capacity than what I'm doing <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, and like. Especially in places like Edinburgh Fringe, where like uh, some of the bigger companies, so they uh, they put chairs, which are quite small chairs, quite close yeah. together. So you like, and I'm I'm a, I have a bit of a bigger frame, so I'm very much like I'm kind of like sat between two very uh, very different people. Like I'm, it's you make more money, but you're not going to enjoy the show whatsoever. Yeah, and the guy laughs, the guy next to you laughs and bumps you <laughs> and spills his beer. Like <laughs> I can't I can't enjoy anything if there's someone. Yeah, I absolutely I get that. So, how many people maximum would you like at this festival? If you had to put a number to it. Oh
1: wow, how many people max? Well, you know, listen, I don't want to, you know, I don't I don't want to exclude people. I mean, my impulse is to say sixty five max, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sixty five is that is a that's quite a that's a very small festival, I would say. But it kind of goes with what you're saying.
1: Well, Matt, we've got to build toilets for these people. Yeah, yes,
0: for sure. For sure. And okay. yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, if you want to up the numbers, you're going to you're going to suffer quality uh, uh, when it comes to the latrines. Yes, but for sure. Yeah, let's uh let's keep it small. Let's uh, you know, let's uh let's just keep it like you know, it'll be a very exclusive. I'd like to keep it uh, under 100 people, about 99 people.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah, 99 people. Uh, without revealing the lineup, how much would you reckon How much do you reckon you would charge per ticket? Uh,
1: well, the people on the lineup, because in this reality, I am a great public figure,
0: <laughs> which you are. Yeah.
1: They, uh, well, I invented the. I invented the environmentally friendly astroturf. <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're uh, you're like you're up there with uh, Greta Thunberg. You know what I mean? You're very, very, very uh, internationally famous now.
1: I I make Greta Thunberg look like an absolute waste. I mean, yeah. honestly, just get she she needs to up her game with what I'm doing. Yeah, that sixteen-year-old girl needs to up her game. Up your game, come on! Sixteen years old. I already had two Blues Travelers albums by then. <laughs> <laughs> um so well now you're getting into logistics. All right. Well, yeah, like these people are going to play for free. Um All right. Well, I don't I'm definitely not a fan of overcharging mm-hmm. because uh anytime anything goes over 20 pounds, I never feel like it was worth it. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. It's very rare yeah.
1: that I'm like, yeah, uh nothing really needs to be over 20 pounds. <laughs> There's nothing Needs to be over 20 pounds. <laughs> well, nothing. Uh, n- nothing needs to be over 20 I paid what? 300 pounds for my blender. Yeah. <laughs> actually worth every penny. But still, <laughs> who sets these prices, man?
0: Nothing needs to be over 20 pounds. So this this is 20 pounds. Real, okay. It's 20 pounds, man. That's actually really good value, uh, especially if you're getting a personalized toilet as well, which actually would be... It's a lot less money than... <laughs> Than an actual toilet. tour that yeah would uh, cost so it's actually do you, yeah very very good very good um <laughs> and not to not to break the fourth wall ever so slightly but Russell has sent me uh, three of his artists <laughs> and uh, if I would pay twenty pounds to watch like one song of theirs each uh, let's let's just say that that's because uh, <laughs> they're quite yeah. legendary.
1: I want to up the price now. <laughs> no, because I was just thinking you if you if people come to something and don't pay much they don't respect it and that's coming from somebody who's performed for three years on the free fringe (laughs) trust me there's there's psychologically something going on when people don't pay something they they don't respect it so
0: these tickets are now
1: these tickets are now 900 (laughs) pounds
0: Sorry, <laughs> literally less than two minutes ago. You're like, there's nothing, nothing
1: worse. Here's the thing: ninety-nine <laughs> people are allowed in the festival. Tickets yep. are nine hundred pounds. Mine is free. And basically, my attitude for this festival, our our new slogan is, well, don't come then. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the slogan. Well, don't come it's, then.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: going on without you.
0: No, oh, I. <laughs> That's the, the, I love the attitude in this, Russell, this is great so far. <laughs> imagine
1: who would want, because imagine the kind, because listen, Matt, we're trying to get a different class of people. Mm-hmm. And imagine the kind of upstanding mm-hmm. citizen that's going to show up.
0: Definitely a reverse psychology thing going on there, where you're kind of negging the audience to come. Well, don't come then, whatever. Like, it's only going to cost you 900 quid anyway, so, <clears throat> the fuck
1: yeah. Yeah, don't, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> i really want to go now and we'd love to have you
0: <laughs> yeah for right, 900 pounds let's go and check out your amazing uh, festival and who's playing get ready for a gratuitous guitar solo here we go for 14 minutes You alluded earlier saying that you kind of like to go into a festival and leave the same day Do you have a one-day festival? How many days have you got for your festival?
1: Well, this is a I I, in my mind had this down as a three-day festival because I think yeah, this is different I want to I want to I want to be there for the full experience for my festival
0: And I suppose you didn't like previous festivals because you didn't have elbow room But now you do have it you have a you have the luxury to enjoy it. I guess. Yeah, so Three-day festival, let's start with your Friday. And I would love to hear who is opening up your Friday because the first band on, the first artist on is really, really uh, important to kind of get the vibe right. So uh, who do you think the first opening act is for your festival, for the Elbow Room Festival is?
1: I was gonna, by the way, first of all, this festival is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: What, what, what a game changer. Why, why Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Just get, cause, cause you know what, man? Get
1: rid of these weekend warriors, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't like this. So I I wait till Friday. Party starts Monday. <laughs> quit your job. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone has to <laughs> submit me proof that they have quit their job as well. I don't want anyone there to be employed.
0: Hold on, hold on. So- it's Freedom Festival. <laughs> firstly it costs a grand to get in but you also have to quit your job yeah it and they also have to submit to you as you said so it's slowly becoming a cult russell it's slowly and it's on that slippery slope down
1: yes there very well could be a documentary made about my festival
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and uh... yeah they come
1: in and they just say yeah i quit my job and then i i touch i place my finger on their forehead and i say you're free now yeah, <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the turf.
0: Go and enjoy um, the kooks. Yeah, and
1: enjoy. Yeah, so I would say day one.
0: Yes, Monday.
1: Uh, we're gonna start with Miles Davis.
0: Oh, first act on is Miles Davis.
1: Miles Davis. He's back.
0: Wow, what a legendary start as well. Because, yeah, like obviously, who doesn't know Miles Davis and a uh, wonderful uh, jazz musician? And yeah, so why why did you pick Miles Davis? I just think like you can't really get any cooler
1: than these these classic jazz musicians and especially miles davis and there's something about miles davis in particular that you feel like you're almost getting all of music like in a way he's everything he's punk he's like he's uh he's classical he's so and also you can jam his band full of people too you could put john coltrane on sax yeah you uh you get like herbie hancock playing the piano so you can like you can sneak in other great people
0: yes yeah
1: and i mean you know miles was just he was just a wild character he was uh he was he was reckless i think it'd be i don't know i've always wanted to see him and he can play a big stage too
0: yes and there's there's quite a calming obviously you're trying to push this luxury uh, like kind of relaxed and kind of like comfort angle, and I think Miles' saves to open up that festival really highlights that. Yeah, you know I mean, it's a nice, it's gonna be super elegant and warm and introductory. Do you know what I mean? Like people like let's just... ease into it. Yes, that's it. That's We're
1: gonna it. be here for three days, guys.
0: How long do you reckon Miles and the band are playing for?
1: Well, he can play as long as he wants. <laughs> i imagine at. He's gonna do a couple <laughs> hours at least.
0: Fifteen hours. There we go. He's do a...
1: fifteen, yeah. Yeah,
0: just, just he's there just there all night yeah
1: he's there
0: you can have a whole stage just dedicated to miles where he's just just jamming all the time he's not allowed to stop yeah
1: he's just up there man do what you want miles <laughs> do what you want
0: brilliant and uh so do you have a particular affinity to miles davis or jazz music
1: i do yeah i really like jazz music i got into jazz music like i think the thing about jazz music is like it's the it's the guys who make it as well there's like a There's just I think any time any any medium that involves like just one person doing the thing, comedians Mm -hmm. especially really relate to it. Like we have an affinity for professional wrestling Mm -hmm. for you know, anything that's like an itinerant one man troubadour type who just travels around like we're we're super into that and and jazz is like that man and jazz jazz is really applicable to stand up too because it's kind of the same thing you know like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you can achieve the same kind of things with like you know you play the notes but sometimes you go off on one so i don't know
0: yeah that's that's a really really um novel way of discussing what comedy is because uh, yeah it can it can feel like that especially when you got the right room you got the right uh, improvisation you know it can feel um yeah it can feel like you're hitting like you're creating something new and different and odd and uh but you can still always come back to what you know as well i like that a lot
1: yeah and i think there's some like people probably have a hard time listening to it but um once you get past like you get into it like the thing is we live in such an era right now of like chatter. Like there's always chatter. Like mm-hmm. you're always listening to the. Like honestly, I'm always. You've either got a podcast in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you're like watching some crazy crime document. Like you're always. And so actually, it's a pretty interesting experience to just have uh no wor- voiceless, just no words, just music, mm-hmm. instrumental. Awesome.
0: Well, I think that's a brilliant start to the festival, and it can own well. It's it's uh, it's hard to uh, build from there, but uh, let's let's see if we can. So, get off the stage, Miles. <laughs> yeah, get off here. Hey, you've done your fifteen hours. Make <laughs> way. His hands are just bleeding, but like, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so after Miles, who do you have on for your Monday?
1: Okay, now this is where I risk sounding like an absolute asshole. <laughs> here
0: we go. And I was
1: I really struggled with this when I thought, do I put this guy in? so everybody out there just give me a minute so mozart goes on <laughs> oh my All right, god now, hang on this is i'm I'm risking sounding like one of those really obnoxious desert island discs where they're like every single pick they're like "Well, box cello concerto i'm like really okay. come on you're gonna be on a desert island for your entire life take this seriously <laughs> there's no way you just want to listen to that like be yeah. honest with yourself yeah. <laughs> i like the people who come on and they're like gotta be honest mate b-52's rock lobster i'm like yeah. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yes yeah so yeah but the thing is mozart's like ben he's we've allowed him he's been around for like six months he's in contemporary world
0: mm-hmm. so he's picked up some tricks Yeah. so he's so we've got a, a remodeled mozart's where he's kind of he's he's become uh aware of the modern world so he's he's obviously uh reanimated he's back and uh yeah so what kind of how, how do you reckon you would change in that way I think if you left Mozart
1: in the 21st century for a year, it would just be Kanye.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he would just he would just come out and literally just play Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what I think. So we're having Mozart playing Jesus, which I think Mozart comes out, we're like, oh, we're gonna hear those. Oh, this is gonna be amazing.
1: Don Giovanni. He's like, I'm just covering Jesus.
0: <laughs> like, oh.
1: Then he does it.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that that alone is worth the twenty pounds. Uh, I mean, nine hundred pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I I wasn't quite sure. We never really had any classical music on here before, which I think is we have missed off. But I also think your picture Mozart playing Jesus, that is perfect. That's genius. <laughs> yeah,
1: ramping us up a little bit and see what all the fuss
0: was about. It's like kind of bringing back Beethoven to play Weezer songs, you know what I mean? Like Because
1: uh, I I think, give Mozart, I think he'd really rock the house. I don't think it'd be just like, he's coming out like, oh, this is going to be another chill. People, it, you'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, I, I, can, I can kind of imagine like Mozart being like trying to do like a crowd to, a, uh, crowd dive, you know what I mean? He would, like, he would surf out into the audience and be like, you motherfuckers ready and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You, 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 oh, yeah,
1: dirty mouth yeah. on him, yeah. <laughs> Real mouth on him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: a motherfucking Mozart. Yeah. Dog, no, check this.
0: Just smoking a lot of like skinny cigarettes. Oh, he's ripped. <laughs> he's like
1: smoking weed.
0: Yeah. Neck tattoos. and.
1: Oh, yeah. He's been around for a year. He's all tatted yeah. up.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> so a phenomenal idea. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's great. I love that. <laughs> that's very original. Um, w- would Kanye be around? Or... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he
1: couldn't. He's not going to. He's not gonna let that happen and not make a make his presence. So he, Kanye shows up and uh, yeah, they do they do a collaboration. You know, Kanye does one of his patented uh, whimsical speeches for no reason. <laughs> and, and, and and like we're all just like oh, okay, Kanye, come on, play some music. And but Mozart's like, hey, shh, listen to him, listen to him. Mozart's like rapt, just can't can't believe it. He thinks Kanye's a genius and uh so we you know it's just it's just it's epic man they just they do just a whole thing together and they play for hours and hours mozart smashes things i mean it's to the point i've got to ask them to leave the festival because they're starting to take the attention away from what it from me and what it's about so
0: and yeah, they they're quite riotous in the green room as well. So yeah, like uh, you can have. Oh, to... oh yeah,
1: they're like they're just like they're ready to take over, man. Once they started <laughs> trying to rip up the Astro, Tour, I was like, all right, all right, yeah. hey.
0: Yes, yeah. It's like, hey, that's that's my uh, Nobel Peace Prize. You're ripping up that's there. Right. Put it back. Put it back, mate. I
1: love you guys, but hey, come on now. They jump in their helicopter and they're out. Yeah. <laughs> they're out. See you guys next year. And people are just like, wow. People ask, telling me it all day, we thought that was gonna be garbage
0: yeah and that was the second band on that's the second artist on the whole festival yeah
1: and i'm like well i think i hope every and as you know the since this is kind of more of a well you say cult i like to think of it as a a positive community with a powerful charismatic leader that's how i would look at it yeah so i i wake up the next day and this is a this is a daily thing where i just sort of address the people from on high i've got a bullhorn yeah, And I come out, I do my speech, and I tell them all, I say, listen, I know a lot of you thought Mozart was going to be terrible, and it wasn't,
0: was it? So don't question me. <laughs> you say that with a, a military regalia and lots of armed men around. I say, repeat,
1: repeat after me. Do never question my ways
0: yes so was mozart headlining the monday or is, is there any other acts you would like for your monday
1: no Mo- Mo- mozart went on tuesday night
0: oh is that tuesday night sorry yeah we're
1: doing we're doing one a day
0: okay oh i see nice I get and you. easy
1: nice and easy mozart went on the next day
0: okay so monday miles Davis for 15 hours yeah tuesday mozart playing jesus with kanye um, west
1: yes he throws in some other hits but yeah mostly yeah jesus.
0: So is it kind of like an all day kind of thing? One, one, is that one act a day and then kind of like mosey on into stuff like
1: Yeah, well, we've got other activities.
0: Yeah, what other activities do you have?
1: Well, first of all, this festival is, um, we only serve coffee at this festival. I know this festival sounds, <laughs> I know this festival is starting to sound, oh, no booze. People, I know that people think this doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Well, if you remember my slogan, don't come. <laughs> and also never question Russell. Don't question me. And don't come, <laughs> don't go to the festival. Then, if you don't want to see Mozart and Jesus
0: get wild <laughs> with an Americano in hand, yeah, 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 yeah. While sure. well,
1: I'm just ripped on espressos because uh, I'm not a big fan, I don't mind people drinking, but in my experience, I've only met two people that don't turn into total assholes when they're drunk. mm-hmm my girlfriend and my mother and mainly because both of them pass out pretty quickly so i don't know if they had if they had time maybe they would be but yeah so uh, i'm like all right we don't need that so it's just it's a coffee festival we're all clear-headed
0: i mean this is a very specific festival and i can't like the more you talk about it the more i love it because it's just so it's got a certain aesthetic and vibe to it what's in the coffee russell oh my god it's it's so good it's like It's the kind of
1: coffee, like, it's just, it's all exported, like, really, you know, that coffee that they, they're like, oh, this is like, uh, you know, fermented poop from some animal (laughs) in Guatemala. It's like, what? Yeah, it's all the best baristas, like, award-winning are making this coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And so that's, that's all. And we have water as well. I mean, this isn't like... We get dehydrated.
0: So if it's teetotal, is there any nightlife at your festival? Is there any kind of uh, partying going on or is it just nice and relaxed?
1: Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we have just nice, chill, deep, philosophical conversations. (laughs) Really good stuff though, like no, no, you know what I mean? This is a, this is a free space. You say whatever you want.
0: Yes. uh... (laughs) Get wild. Yeah, it's uh, really
1: put the world to rights. I mean, these are highly educated people I've got at this festival, Matt. I'm a Nobel Prize winner. I invented oxygenated AstroTurf.
0: <laughs> oh no one's getting canceled
1: at this, at this festival. We're, yeah. We're, we're just, we're gonna discuss. It's not uncommon for us to walk out of this festival with an in, with some kind of new idea that changes humanity,
0: and that you can use that next idea at the next year's following festival. So this year was, uh, AstroTurf, yeah. is astroturf, which cure's global warming, but also next year you can have somewhere else like Mozart playing a different Kanye album. Who knows?
1: We we'll come up with new things, yeah, that we implement. Yes, yeah. You know, we're always looking for a way to make the toilets better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Obviously, yeah, because yeah.
1: they just they can't they can't get any more comfortable as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah So instead of uh, riotous parties or it's philosophical debates very nice very good stuff um, it's, It feels more like an academic festival. Well, no, it's not I mean because the parties are it's it's wild <laughs> it's,
1: You know, it's controlled what do you yeah. want Matt? Like that's uh, our hey that's, that's our third slogan. No, I'm serious. What do you want? Look, you what do you, what do you want? You want sex? We got a cabin for that. <laughs> if that's what you're into, we're open. Hey. We today. Hey, you asked. We're very free <laughs> at this festival. There are different areas.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so apart from any list. kind of devious debauchery you want to get involved in. We just about, don't make a big deal, but we're just not running around on MDMA. We're controlled.
0: About from your sex cabin, what and the MDMA uh, um, uh, Outlake, what other things do you, which other devious things do you have at different areas in your festival? What are you into? What do you want? Uh, <laughs> I like it because you create a bespoke service and yeah, uh, yeah okay. You do anything uh, you want.
1: You know, you, you just whatever you need, like we, it's, we're we open, you know, you can have you can sit and have a, a really intellectual conversation or uh, or, you know, go down to uh, whatever cabin B and.
0: Cabin thing it's, it's far away from the festival because you don't want it to detract from the other stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, um, okay, yeah, um, but there's a there's a monorail, there's a sorted, sorted cabin over there. Brilliant. So, <laughs> is there any other artists for your Monday and Tuesday you wanted, or is it just the uh, the headlines?
1: Oh, well, you know, I would like to have there's different, there's different like uh, conventions going on all day, mm-hmm. so there's a basically there's a comic book convention.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and the, all the great comic book writers—Mark Miller, Brian, Michael Bendis—they're uh, mm-hmm. they're there, and they. Alan Moore sh- even shows yeah. up uh, for a minute, but he starts to take again some heat off of me as far as cult leader. So yeah. <laughs> I ask him to leave. Yeah, 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 because we don't do witchcraft at this festival. That's one thing. Yeah, we won't tolerate, and you know, Alan can get a bit, you know, voodoo. So
0: for sure, yeah, and and yeah. like,
1: and then there's like there's this other area where there's like all it's just movie directors from the 1970s all doing talks about their their different you know films and you can go check that out so those guys are all you know abound really uh, really it's just a haven um for nerdy men I've realized
0: yes this has uh, just
1: become this is a I'm actually gonna have to <laughs> actually now that I say it it's starting to annoy I'm gonna have to balance this out. And then we've got a whole other section of just powerful female energy.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Because honestly, you late seventies movies and comic books, this was, I immediately started to see my <laughs> audience and I thought I can't.
0: <laughs> and they've all quit. Their jobs
1: for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't be there for three days with these guys.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm not. Yeah. S- <laughs> yeah. You got to balance it out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: So, uh, Just great female authors from the past and yeah, powerful women in history.
0: Yeah, just just they're just hanging out. It's a woke festival. It's diverse. So on your final day, on your Wednesday, uh, which who do you have playing?
1: Okay, well now, now we have cleansed the palate. We are, you know, by this point, um, over the two-day festival, we have seen some incredible music, mind-blowing stuff. And it's all been building up. We, you know, by this point, I assume we have satiated every sexual <laughs> urge. We have just exercised every debaucherous demon that we have in our souls by this point. Yes. I mean, by by Wednesday morning, you should be like, you want nothing. There's nothing you want. You're just like, that's it.
0: What do you want? I don't want anything be anymore. Be Blase. I'll be like, yeah.
1: here's, here's. 10 women want to have sex. I don't need it. Orgy. <laughs> no, I don't need it. Coffee. No, I got it. <laughs> and that's when you're ready. That's when you're ready. The showstopper. That's when I'm going to have the clash.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Clash. Oh.
1: Yeah, I had a, I
0: was thinking, should I do the
1: clash or the Ramones or the sex pistols? And I thought, well, I got to say, man, you know, because I want, you got to, Ramones are very specific. Some of the sex pistols. And I think mm-hmm. all the musicians I've had on, they sort of give you such a full meal in one band. Mm-hmm. And I think The Clash would do that.
0: Yeah, The Clash, uh, obviously, um, yeah, like late 70s punk rockers and uh, obviously go into the 80s as well. But like, uh, I think I do totally agree. The Clash offers so much in terms of uh, their repertoire and uh, what they do on stage. Uh, so what, um, why are The Clash special for you? Well, if you ever see old
1: footage of the clash live, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, they went into like arenas and stuff, but there was a period where they were like in little nightclubs and, um, you and I would have saved ourselves a lot of time being in bands. If we, I think every young punk band or band should be like, Oh, you're starting a band. And then they get shown a video of the clash doing a live show. And then most of them will quit.
0: (laughs) Why would they quit?
1: they're just like i mean even now i watch it and i'm like whoa that is they're just in they were just an incredible
0: mm-hmm.
1: incredible live band they they just their shows were insane they would just put so much like genuine not that fake kind of we're 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 jumping around energy it was like mm-hmm. real passion and uh that just would blow the roof off a place it's like it's like watching a comedian who you you think you've seen good comedy and then you see someone go to another level like holy shit
0: and Um, i love it when you watch a live either a show or seeing like live footage of a band and you're like wow oh my god i can't believe it 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 can absolutely blow your mind as well and as you say it's like yeah it's a very very uh Amazing experience to see that it's just to see people be tight and genuine and uh, yeah, it's a uh... yeah I think the thing with the clash was like it wasn't like they were
1: doing anything which is I think again Goes back to why I like jazz is it and everything is like it was just what was coming off of them mm-hmm. Their intent was so in intense. That's what was making them such a, so electric live on stage
0: yeah, that's a really awesome point as well. Yeah, and uh, the Clash are yeah, they have got hits for days and uh, and I I I really really uh, admire them and love what they do as well. And they, they I think the Clash are also kind of underrepresented in terms of their influence, the people they influence in the future. They they um, well even to this day people are still uh, influenced by the clash and they have so much they just keep on giving so much and uh, uh but if you had to recommend one album for anyone listening to this who has never heard the clash before which one would you start with
1: uh the first album i like okay. the first album the best yeah you know and-, and it's the most punky but it's like it's it's great that's the good album.
0: Did that album influence you a lot when you were getting into music yourself?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, because, uh, you know, when I started out, you listened to very specific stuff. But then once I started adding in the Clash, nobody's, no no one's taste is, you know, ever done a disservice by mm-hmm. sprinkling in a little bit of the Clash. So mm-hmm. the music I would start to make, although still terrible, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, was a little less shit. After I met the clash and Joe Strummer, who was the lead singer of the clash. Uh, when I went to, he did a solo thing and I I'll never forget this. I went and saw him when I was like 17 and we were, we were all standing outside this venue and w- we had driven like three hours or four hours to see him. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden unbeknownst to me and like 30 kids, it was an 18 and up venue, and we were yeah. like, what the, what? And so, Joe Strummer appears uh, up on the steps, and we we're like, whoa, and he starts talking to the security guard, figures out what's happened, he takes out a pen and paper, he put every single kid on the guest list.
0: Oh, wow, that's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh. that, that, was, that was incredible.
0: May that's that that's an amazing story and and so you got to walk up to him he would come
1: you'd one by one he'd go what's your name so you got oh to my- like talk to him as well yeah you oh know you'd go ru- and he would write your name down it was like and how, how was that experience how was he with you he was he was great he, yeah well i'll never forget he looked me right in the eye and he said you're going to do great things for the environment one day <laughs>
0: hey I smell astroturf on your boy and I said
1: Go. and you're going to play that festival <laughs> and I kissed him on the lips yeah uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what part I'm sure some of that's true but like <laughs> but, no he was cool though yeah that's awesome that's honestly there's a lot of acts who wouldn't necessarily do that but I like, like I love it when and also I, I, with, with punk it's kind of interesting because there's some people who don't who are punk in terms of sound, but not necessarily in politics. But doing something just as simple as that is a really nice and genuine thing to do. It's well, like, it was, yeah, because
1: I read this piece by uh, Lester Bangs, who was like a rock and roll critic, and uh, he wrote it in the late 70s. He he went on tour with The Clash. And I was reading in that recently, and I uh, I I was like, oh, wow. that He made a big point out of being like, because this is like when Lester Bangs is from when rock was like all pompous and led zeppelin and he said the thing that struck him the most he couldn't believe how egalitarian they were like how much they were just like welcoming their they would like go hang out with their crowd and like and he was like this is bizarre and i was like holy shit man he that that he was still like that
0: because this
1: was 2000 i don't know fucking how old i was like 2000 2001 and uh it was like whoa he's still like that stuff like that man makes you yeah. if you ever if if you like you see someone be that generous with their time mm-hmm. it, it really resonates with you like if you ever have someone like if you catch yourself being an asshole or something you just remember like dude joe joe strummer the legendary yeah. Joe just made time for everyone so surely you can do mad hoss's podcast do you yeah know what i mean? like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is uh, many conversations which agents have been having around the world <laughs> in the yeah. last six months yeah <laughs> and uh, um <laughs> but yeah absolutely and uh and i kind of think especially with comedy it kind of keeps you humble like that as well because like at the fringe uh it can be kind of like like you you worry about all these things but the kind of shows i i want to do is make sure that everyone feels included and have that kind of diy feel to it but yes i'm glad you know joe strummer is going to be my my uh my my model yeah man just be cool i I remember
1: i talked to ross noble once and he said he will talk to you for hours and he answered all these questions and really just nerdy stuff and uh i was like thanks for just being so generous and he said well look when I was a young comic, I did the exact same thing to Eddie Izzard. He said when Eddie Izzard would come to town, I would just absolutely rinse him for information. And he said, I told myself, if I ever make it, I'll do that for other people. I, I have to. So I don't know. That's just like, I'm blown away sometimes at the generosity of like, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, a lot of times you'll meet people who are nowhere near as talented or yeah. successful as that person and they're like this is gonna be five minutes
0: You're like Geez. yeah, absolutely
1: and they're not coming to the festival
0: <laughs> in fact they are mortal enemies of Russell's cult yes
1: yeah, so I'm training my cult to destroy them <laughs> that comes on day day three after the clash I say did everyone enjoy this festival yeah now go out and prove it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh operation uh order 66 and people start <laughs> just like purging everyone um okay cool uh so is anyone uh, so i think that's the end of your festival is there anything else you would like to add um for the final piece of your festival or are you happy with it as it is
1: i can't think of anything i mean once the once the festival is over i mean that's it like that's it we <laughs> i just I literally just leave the grounds. <laughs> and... You don't do
0: anything else. There's like not even like any like post admin like, oh, that's tidy up or do you No, you're like, you know, what? nothing. I'm just I'm walking no, away. People
1: from get it. a tote bag on the way out. Cool. cool. They get a tote bag um, with some literature about our organization mm-hmm. and uh, where to go online and send me money.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> Well, I think it's time now to head to the final part of our podcast called Floor Fillers. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that Russell has to deal with in manner that he sees fit. Oh no, Mozart has cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace Mozart and Kanye West?
1: Son of a bitch. I was going to (laughs) say, Mozart cancelled. You know Kanye's still hanging around. (laughs) Crap. All right, well, we lost Mozart. There's really only, only one person that can. Cyndi Lauper. No. Oh, Uh,
0: hello. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Oh, okay. Guys, Mozart. I'm just thinking, what's the... (laughs) Hey, I know you guys came from Mozart, (laughs) but don't worry. I got you covered. Here comes Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Uh, Mozart's canceled. All right, so we're going to throw in... uh, We got to stay classical, all right? Mm -hmm. Um, We're not going to do Wagner because we all know how he feels about the Jews, (laughs) but we're going to... (laughs) he's not welcome at my festival
0: it's very woke it's
1: a pretty woke but well i mean yeah and also (laughs) even if we weren't woke yeah i mean he's not coming so (laughs) he's not coming dude i think mel gibson's doing a festival down the street boom can we still (laughs) i'm bringing back mel gibson jokes i think every 10 years we we start ripping on him again just to keep him in check (laughs) yeah we're gonna throw in there was this classical composer uh named franz Liszt. oh yes and this dude if you read about him dude was crazy how so he would he would play the piano just the piano but he was like he was doing like rock star tactics before it was a thing yeah he would jump up on the piano Mm -hmm. and he's going to be playing with jerry lee lewis
0: (laughs) okay yeah jerry
1: lee lewis man any but jerry lee lewis is like young again
0: yeah Brill.
1: That's actually cool. Jerry Lee Lewis would rip that shit.
0: That's actually really sick. Actually, I, I love that list. Uh, and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Good Lee stuff.
1: Lewis going head to head. This, this, I know this festival is reaching levels of wank. <laughs> but you know what? We don't judge you for that kind of thing at the Elbow Room Festival. Armchair intellectuals welcome.
0: Also, another thing: if you, uh, if, if this is sounding wank, don't come then. Don't, don't. come. Don't. Don't. How many times come. do I have to say it? I DON'T EVEN WANT THE PEOPLE WHO ARE HERE TO COME! They've cut our jobs for us, but that's that's it, but like, Don't yeah. come. <laughs> um, oh dear, someone's running late for your festival, but fortunately, one of your favourite celebrities uh, is there and is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a DJ, but which celebrity would you pick to do a DJ set?
1: Oh, Matt, I could care less about this question. <laughs> DJs, don't even, I, uh, <laughs> don't get me started. I don't understand. Let me tell you something. Number one, I don't understand the fascination. Yeah. People just love DJs. All right, but someone's got to do a DJ set. Hands down, the only man I would want to be behind the turntables is uh, Gary Busey. (laughs) Okay. Do you know who Gary Busey is? Uh, Rings a bell, yeah. Gary Busey.
0: I'm going to have to Google him quickly. Um...
1: It's, uh, It's perfectly understandable that you don't know who Gary Busey is. Gary Busey was in a lot of bad movies yes i know Gary. he Busey is too. i think his main profession now is he's insane <laughs> his most famous line was in point break one of the greatest films of all time where he's he shouts utah give me two and he's talking about two two meatball subs anyway for reasons i can't even go into my brother and i became obsessed with gary Busey when we were kids yeah uh, he's just this character actor, and he is—he's—he. I, I guarantee, if you typed in Gary Busey on YouTube, yeah, you—you you wouldn't be unhappy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what's on there, but I imagine it's great. And so Gary <laughs> Busey's just freaking behind the—he's working the DJ booth.
0: There's a lot going on here. Just playing. Uh, there's some great quotes on this Wikipedia. Uh, Playing this role of God is easy because I'm not acting. I'm just believing. <laughs> how do you not want that guy (laughs) picking the music and also in early 2015 Busey supported Donald Trump's 2016 presidential bid by saying for the American people vote for Donald Trump come election night good, so that's the kind of vibe
1: I honestly, I'm I almost wish I would have just had him replace Mozart on the second night (laughs) Gary Busey's spoken word So, yeah, Gary Busey steps in. Yeah,
0: okay. Um, And finally, final question. Okay, final question. It turns out that Miles Davis and The Clash hate each other's guts. There's bad beef between them, and they say they won't play if the other one is playing. Who do you choose between Miles Davis and The Clash?
1: Oh, man. This is a woke festival. I don't want to look racist. (laughs) This is tough, dude. All right, well... I'm sorry, Miles. I've got to end this thing on a. I got to end on a bang. Yeah. Someone's got to be able to follow Busey. Because <laughs> this is a big ask. You've you got to understand now. We might have Gary Busey going on in the middle of this <laughs> of the festival doing spoken word. Whoever comes in is going to be batting cleanup. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Clash, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna like say to John Coltrane i be like, Hey man, if you wanna go on stage when the when the clash are on and just sort of be in the clash that's mm-hmm. cool okay yeah so we've got the clash but like we like coltrane sneaks in and he's like playing with the clash
0: oh, that, that would actually be pretty sick actually i think that's an amazing place to uh, finish up but uh <laughs> that's a very unique festival we just had russell <laughs> and uh and i can't wait to pay 900 pounds to be there for my personalized toilet
1: um well you're the you're the kind of guy that we uh you know that we're looking for <laughs> young well, <laughs> healthy suggestible
0: <laughs> yeah. malleable mind yeah
1: that i can bend my will
0: thank you and you know i um, I'm, I'm already there for the comic book collection you had me at sex cabin so uh
1: actually if you go to the comic book collection first you actually have to go to the sex camp that's
0: <laughs> sex camp. part of uh it's one of our yeah rules yeah. at the festival <laughs> well you know what i mean oh i know what you mean uh But yeah, hail Russell. Hail Russell. Um, But um, thank you. All right, easy. Let's not get that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'll. I'll, I'll We're trying to be a little less obvious than that.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So uh,
1: just say praise.
0: Yeah, praise Russell. Praise Russell.
1: Sure. All right, I'm not comfortable with that. And matter of fact, Matt i'm gonna to have to revoke your ticket
0: oh no that's never happened before um all right
1: now you're still welcome you're welcome
0: thank you russell where can people find you online and um yeah where would you like to plug anything for this podcast
1: i would you know matt i would um matt i uh i say this with uh, no pride whatsoever <laughs> but i can be found on tiktok Oh, fair play to you, man. That's good to Let me tell you something, man. TikTok has been nice to me so far. And some of the, the the comments are pleasant and, uh, you know, you gotta, you get, yeah. So actually that is probably mm-hmm. the best place to go after that. Uh, so what is my TikTok? I think it's just do at Russell Hicks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my YouTube, youtube.com slash Hicks comedy. That's you can see longer videos there. And then Instagram as well at Russell Hicks. I'm all over the, I'm all over it.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Russell. And if you like this podcast, everyone, and please support Castle. You can check out the past episodes for free on Apple and Spotify. Make sure to give us a follow at Castle Podcast, and you can follow me at Matt House Comedy on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Please give us a five star rating online. And but finally, please give a massive thank you to my wonderful guest. It's the anarcho- Russell Hicks. Thank you very much. Thank you,
1: sir. Thank you.